right, everybody. Welcome to the Pastimes Podcast. Uh, each week we go through an old newspaper from a random date in history picked out by Dave Anthony. I'm Gareth Reynolds, and I've never seen it before, and neither is our guest this week, Graham Elwood. Hi, Graham. How you guys doing? Pretty Hi, bad. Good. Um, too oh. bad. Uh, Graham, you have a special that is out, uh, it'll be out probably by the time this is released, called Manifest It. March 2nd it came out, and it's on the All Things Comedy YouTube page. What's the best joke and why? Oh, Jesus, wow. This seems like one of those, like, awful, like, what kind of comedy I do, do you do? I, I, the intro to this podcast is very red carpety. Who's your shirt yeah. made by? <laughs> Uh, my shirt's made by the, I, I donated money to the Onion newspaper and they sent me a shirt with an onion on it. Dave, mm-hmm. is it just me or does Graham feel like he thinks he's better than us? I think so. <laughs> it's I com- think very strong. Getting. Yeah. I don't think it's a feeling, guys. I think it's just kind wow. of a. <laughs> now, Graham, you're currently, Graham, you're currently angry at the ocean, right? That's what I've been hearing. Yes, I am angry at the ocean. Yes, you're very angry. We've seen you yelling at it and things of that nature. What's going on um, with the ocean that makes you so mad about it right now? Because it's cold and stupid. And uh, I've been in LA for two months now, and we've had two days that were 70 degrees. That's, I think, (laughs) you have a problem with March snow. It's pretty normal this time of year. Yeah, (laughs) he can't, he can't surf. uh, So he's mad. (laughs) Yes. Imagine being like that, Dave. He just, he just keeps sending me text saying it's 45 degrees in big capital letters. Yeah. Furious. Just Are you talking about angles? <laughs> if it's angles, then there's a solution. Aim lower. Um, yeah. Well, Graham, we encourage everyone to go watch Manifest It. All yeah. Things Comedy YouTube page. That's where my special is. So now we are in direct competition, but it's all in good fun. Um, we <laughs> like no competition to... on YouTube. It's not. Absolutely is. Absolutely is. Absolutely is. And uh, I plan, I will fight you. Um, (laughs) We like to start by get, so Dave has a a stupid paper and he, we like to start with a guess, a guess of what year this paper is. Um, I'm going to guess because it's you as the guest and you seem very socialist. um, I'm going to guess he's going to try to rile you up. So I'm going to guess that he's going to go with like a 19... 28 paper that's gonna be my guess Ooh, interesting i'm gonna and this, go graham you could go back to the 1600s if you like we can go old school if you think it's gonna be about you know someone's goose being stomped on or something which happened a lot in the 1600s a very lot. very a lot. very it was, a, it was a hate crime yeah it was a big a lot of goose rage back in the 1600s yeah yeah, yeah. i actually i'm gonna go with I'm actually going to go with the 1980s. I think it's going to be 82. Also a great guess. Ooh, in the peak great of guess. Reagan's great guess. Uh, red scareism. Um, great guess. I think Dave and I like talking about how America never learns from its mistakes. So I think we're going to hear we're going to. What is that? I'm not a fan of What are you of talking that. about? America's. No one learns Dave, more. Dave, Dave, you should do a <laughs> podcast about that. I should. Uh, no one learns great, more. That's we just what... did a great. Uh, we just did a great dollop uh, on a pl- the plague in San Francisco in 1900, and uh, boy, <laughs> did we not learn anything? Oh, it's it's fantastic. I mean, when I I love uh, like government secrets. Lee Camp and I just go through and the mistake, the the crazy shit that the United States military has done, like time and time again. Yeah, they've lost nukes. 
they they used you know uh, they've contaminated the water with like foam to put out uh airplane fires and they That's just good. keep it's every and when you read the story you're like nobody saw this coming nobody saw this coming like every time every time it's the same thing so it's it's Is I think it a lovely camp does does a lost nuke matter if nobody finds it no not really oh. i mean what's the worst that could, oh. could happen what oh. name one thing name one thing bad that could happen oh. lost nuke. Yeah. see so you can't thank so. you what what maybe a goose goose gets stepped on i don't know it's not a big deal <laughs> yeah yeah maybe a goose and nuke well, look, guys, the you're both it's right in between you. It's 1951. Oh, interesting. May 3rd, Key West, Florida. Oh, it's if we're starting in Florida, I know it's going to be great. I know this is going to be a great story cuz Florida is a fantastic place. But um, I'm wondering is Florida crazier now or then? That would be my query. Let's see. I want to say now. Ah. Uh, yeah, I think it's crazier now. I think back That's then it I was, was more yes. just uh, uh, but sort of people who were trying, especially in QS, like just trying to sort of get away from it all and escape. Yeah, right. Uh, but now it's like, the, you know, it's, well, we, I think we can say batshit crazy. That's a technical term. Well, there's actually a joke I do in, in Manifest It available. Nice, Graham. I'm, nice. Nice. See, like seamless plug. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even you notice. Do, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, where I talk about the reason, the problem with Florida today is everybody that's moved there, not the retirees, always has some shady reason why. When yeah. you ask them anywhere else, you go, why did you move to Denver? Why did you, they always say, oh, my wife got a job or we wanted to be closer to my parents or something. Florida, that's always some like, uh, you know. The Florida and uh, Nevada have very sort of laissez-faire more than any other states laissez-faire business rules and yes. and so that's where all these guys who fuck up in business go <laughs> and so they can do more shit like it's yeah it's i'll great. be there and i heard that yeah, in yeah. australia that that's what perth is everybody who like who's run yeah. scams and burn bridges they all go out to perth in australia perth. well you can't get it in order to get them it's just a pain in the ass if they're in perth you're yeah. just like ah fuck them yeah. let them go he's gone <laughs> This is four-hour Floyd. All right. Uh, oh, it's the Key West Citizen is the name of the paper. Yeah, great paper. Page. That's just page one guy. One. Oh, no, page two. Now we're on page two. Uh, page one. Was wow. Well bullshit. Not much happened. Okay. There's nothing on page. Well, page one's is a lot of like not. It's boring basically. Sure. Uh, a new defense. We see that a gentleman in another state who embezzled eighty-seven thousand. 553 from the firm by which he was employed was spared a prison term by the judge who heard the case because his wife testified that quote i drove him to it wow so Wait, so the motive the wife the wife pressed yeah the wife pressed him because it, yeah he's just a pawn in the wife's he's, scheme essentially he's like a, he's like a divorced dad judge and all you got to do is go in and go, my wife is just riding me. He's like, get out of here. He's like, Jesus Christ, this sounds like me with the garbage. Uh, not guilty. <laughs> so, so if I understand this correctly, he embezzled 87 grand and the judge just said no big deal. Uh, okay, well, let's see. This is something of a new defense and one that will be overworked if the jurists of the nation take it seriously. 
The man, it seems, made good the major portion of his embezzlement and will, presumably, during his 10-year probation, complete the retribution. So he's paid some of it back. It sounds like a lot of it back. But still, he did steal money. Um, we trust that the defendant will demonstrate by his activities in the next few years the wisdom of the judge who relieved him of a prison term. Nevertheless, we suspect that the unusual defense made in his behalf will be repeated many times throughout the nation if other wives are willing to take the stand and assume other blame wives. for the criminal acts of their husbands. So they're kind of putting it on the wife for taking the stand <laughs> instead of the judge. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, of course. So, of course so, they find a way. Of course. Wife, I'm trying to unpack this correctly here. So this guy embezzles 87 grand. Mm-hmm. And then the wife takes well, the stand. Uh, let me stop you there, Graham. His wife basically did, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Behind every good man is a wife that helps him embezzle. We all know that statement. Yeah, always. And so then she takes the stand, and then the the husband she takes says, the stand and oh. says, "I I drove him. I drove him to do it." <laughs> yeah, and then everyone's like, "Well, that's pretty good." And the judge is like, yeah, no further questions. And they're like, you're the judge. And he's like, we've heard enough. Your Honor, she kept wanting new dresses and, and things. My I, God, uh, that's a tale as old as time. Get out of here. I, I didn't know what to do, Judge. She's just someone like, I want. Smack, someone smack his wrist. We've heard enough. She's I feel the, sick. She's down there with the girls and they all got new dresses. Get me the bench bucket. I need to vomit. I, I, judge, I'm sorry, but... Someone suck this man's dick. <laughs> Clearly the wife wasn't. I mean, that's kind of probably part of the problem, you know? Ivana, I'm not getting the late night suckies I used to get. Oh, for God's sake. Someone cuff, uncuff this man. Well, that's I had good. To, I had to embezzle 87 grand to get blowjobs from prostitutes because my wife wasn't doing her job. So that's really I'm, I'm and that's when the judge went. Now that I get it, you're I get it. That's you know, you're fine. Hey, you're kid, fine. you're fine. <laughs> it is. It's like it does also harken to a time where the judicial system made more sense, which is always. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I I totally concur. I, I totally agree. And it's another reason why I'm never going to get married. Yeah. Well, you were. So you tried it. Yeah, exactly. And she made you me were married. Oh. oh, how yeah. much money did you steal? Oh, millions. And then I pissed it all away, which was also her fault. So, um, you know, if I go to Vegas with embezzled money and the dice go cold, is it my fault? I mean, is it no. really my fault? A lot of people think that Graham can't surf because his wife is controlling the oceans. So, mm. well, that's, you said it. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying no. That's out there. I'm just saying it's some, something to look at. Every time he puts his toe in the ocean, he goes, Gladys! Uh, <laughs> My wife's name was Gladys. Yeah. I, like that you, I like that you're sticking with the 50s theme, Dave. <laughs> Gladys? Gladys! And then she came out of the house in her hair rollers and threw her slipper That's at right. me. Yeah, 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 right on the, yeah, right on the beach. Um, electrons to preserve foods. Oh, this is exciting. Whoa, oh. Hell yeah. Okay. Finally. Just about the time everybody has or wants to buy a deep freezer, along comes the news that a short burst of high-speed electrons shot through meat, fish, fruits, and vegetables will keep them without refrigeration for years without so this change is the time of before appearance. we had the electronizer? 
<laughs> yeah, this is. Can you imagine when we lived before you could so, so shoot electrons through your meat? So people were using freezers in order oh, to preserve. Yeah, the, these things. Like yes, the you would buy tea. a thing, open it up, put food stuff in, in it. and close it. Before yeah. you would just put your pref preferred refrigerated goods on the ground and shoot it with a living room laser. That's right. Yeah, nobody had living room lasers. Now, I mean, That's they so come weird. on your iPhone. Like, yeah, iPhone. I know. Yeah, I just got that app. Yeah, yeah. you just laser up a steak, and then oh, I keep good. my pork cold. Hmm. Why is there a pause? <laughs> well, when All someone right. says uh, I keep my pork cold, everybody stops talking. Yeah. What? That's how I keep my pork so goddamn yeah. cold. Let me show you. <laughs> no. I this, this so feels like 1951 too when the, the, the yeah. space age. So everything was was they thought everything was gonna be robotically totally. and it clearly hasn't happened. So it has not happened. No, we've gone in reverse. This piece of information comes from the New York Journal of Commerce, which says that the foods will keep indefinitely without changing their taste, odor, or appearance. And then the next <laughs> sentence is, so what, question mark. So what? what? <laughs> so I what if my meat and food doesn't ever rot? Preserved forever. This is a game changer in the nation worldwide starvation. And this guy's like, and... <laughs> Next. What about garbage disposal repairman? Are we going to put them out of work? <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do with all the garbage guys? Well, it seems that one needs a machine called the Capacitron to do the work. How much does one oh, cost? We, yeah. we do not know, but probably a lot more than a deep freezer. Well, uh, it's certainly what a waste of an art. It's great to know how much time of ours this guy wasted now in retrospect that this I mean, guy was just like, I think I'm going to do one on the electron gun, the capacitator, <laughs> whatever the fuck it's called. It's it's really you can see like the three guys running this Key West Postal Dispatch or whatever it was called going guys, we got all this empty space on page two. We got to fill it up with something. And it's like, oh, well, I just saw, I, re I read a Dr. Seuss cartoon about a con controlatizer. Like, can we just use that and put that in there? <laughs> I was talking to a guy who sold me the Empire State Building, and he said that there's going to be a new way to ray gun pork cold. <laughs> uh, that is a lot of newspapers. Uh through the beginning the not at the very the beginning future. at the very beginning they really just put news in but then then at some point they just started putting like this next well, one is like, just um, a fact right it's like uh what what's his name um oh god the fucking the guy the main news guy in like the the 60s when he takes a tour of the house of the future and he's like oh. you used to have to take plates out of a cabinet but in the future, you will simply look at this tube and demand a plate and it will come down. It's just like there's everything is incorrect, except for like computers where he's just like, it would not be uncommon for you to ask the computer to print out the weather for the day. Computer, give me weather like still off, but being like, it'll be no. remarkable. Well, well, that's when they thought the future was going to be all like pneumatic tubes. <laughs> it was just, yes. just everything was everywhere. tube based. Yeah, you just yeah. and the American dream was to just stand in front of a tube and be like, hot dog. And it was like, what? Yes. Could you imagine eating pork ass at the snap of a finger? <laughs> so here's just a little fact. A speaker predicts a lifespan of one hundred and twenty five years for our great grandchildren. 
This is interesting, but not our concern. <laughs> what? We yeah, look. We I'm know. just saying. Yeah, we know. Hey. We know that you're not going to live to be 125, asshole. Hey, look. Kids are going to live to be 125, but don't worry about it. You, nobody here has got to worry about it. Yeah, not we'll a thing. be dead by by the time they're 125. Believe it or not, us 50 year olds will be dead. I think what they were saying is. We, we're not concerned about it because we know we're screwing the earth up so bad here in the 1950s that by the time these these kids actually will all die before they're 60, so it won't matter. Not if we have anything to do with it, younger generation. <laughs> so what we must do is put waste in rivers, bags in oceans. Let's heat that sky. Yep. You know what? Actually, there's a new electron gun that I think we should start shooting at the ozone layer. Oh. There's a new contaminizer that'll make the polar ice caps bigger and better than ever. Yeah. Plunging necklines and TV. Wow. What? Plunging necklines oh. and TV? How this am I going to come up with the article for these two things? This doesn't like, seem like a Key West paper. This, you looking down West shirts like, and the boob tube. There we go. It's. They were like, well... We have an older audience that's conservative here in Key West. This is before Key West got overrun by like drug dealers and Jimmy Buffett yeah, people or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. So before probably, the, I bet that I bet the sixties Key West went off a bit. I would have. Yeah. Oh yeah. It just became a haven yeah. for. I wonder if they have any idea that when Jimmy Buffett came there, they were like, "This is like, this is a cultural touch point." They had yeah. No idea what was happening. Like they were just like, they, "What do you mean? There's going to be like stuffed parrots everywhere." <laughs> The plunging neckline has officials of television stations somewhat worried. <laughs> and a special and a special committee is going to work on a program which will apply to such matters as TV neckline and excessive commercials. There and there this is this is a uh, a female phobia, correct? They're Yeah, they, right? they're saying that they're starting to see a little bit it's of cleavage. Like we're and, yeah, right. Uh, we're not yeah. It's time to right. put together a committee. Uh, right. Well, so they better. Boy, I wish you could just show them like, like our phones now, and be like, "So, what do you want to watch? Two dicks going to an ass? Here you go." <laughs> <laughs> just the, did this committee know that OnlyFans was going to be created, and anybody yeah. could be a porn star? Plunging necklines, <laughs> horrible necklines. Hey, let me introduce you fellas to the Bang Bus. The the what? Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, the bus that goes to places to drop people off. This picks people up and then everybody fucks inside of it. Wait, what? But the neckline. Yeah, don't worry about that stupid neckline. That's over. Oh, yeah. The neckline is absolutely nothing, kids. It is a it is a grain of sand on the beach of fucking porn. The Telecasters, yeah. the Telecasters frankly fear that unless they do something about program standards, somebody will do it for them. They may be right because Fox they... News. What do you think of this? <laughs> yeah, this is this is they would love that actually. Yeah, they may be right because the history of this country shows that abuses on the part of money makers are usually countered by regulations, which are then denounced as regimentation. Well, well I mean, imagine thinking that was true. <laughs> but it's so it's so funny. Their concern isn't that money making would be. 
fucking over laborers or yeah. screwing people it, or the corporations do whatever they want. It's like, no, Believe we're getting it. more a little bit more breast, which is the yeah. only good thing that comes out of money makers. It's, yeah. it, 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 it's, it, it's kind of like the like when Gareth is talking about the guy in the future house, it's sort of like they got a couple things right and then crazy woefully wrong. And it's just like, yeah, right. and this is the typical distraction of America rather than like, oh, big corporations are going to destroy the environment and, and exploit labor. The boobs, there's going to yeah. be too many boobs, you know? Yeah, it's like... yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. No, nothing. That was the end of the story. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, we'll talk about it more. Go. Um, there, here's Help Wanted. Uh, help I'm in the Help Wanted oh, area. I want to know what kind of help you need down there in 1951. Well, yeah. I just saw um, this one jumped out at me. Male Help Wanted. Cuban boy, 16. Must know how to drive and willing to do other work in the laundry. Wow. Very it's specific. It's very weird. It's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> other work. Very... Other work. I would like a 16-year-old boy. Oh, Hello. What? Yes. I've Driving answered the ad. St- <laughs> Hi, sure, I, I have a license. To, I need What's you to drive work? and stuff. All right. Sure. Uh, Here you go. You're at your destination. Wear stuff around and lift, well, uh, all lift right. thing. Are your nipples leaking? What's going on? Right Carry now? me. Carry me where? to the to the bed. Okay, all right. There I, you go. You're in the bed. All right. I'll go. Okay, downstairs let's now. get off the clothes that need to be washed. <laughs> okay. Well, the ones you're wearing. Oh, but then you'll have to... oh, oh, sir. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. Sir, sir. How how Cuban are you? <laughs> I'm 100, sir. But this is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. You know what? You're put the ad up again. I'm I I quit. <laughs> I think we need to freeze that old guy's pork. <laughs> <laughs> My question, though, 
Yeah, there ahead. was an immediate assumption that this was made by an old creepy man. This could have been an old creepy woman who was sure, like, sure. Yeah, I absolutely. want young Cuban boys yeah. to make sure yeah. he knows how to put oil on a, on a woman. And God, it, like, God bless her if that's true. I think I'm, I think, uh, <laughs> I think I'm yeah. okay. Um, so this is just here in the classifieds. Remember yeah. when you said to, they're putting stuff in to take up space? Make sandwiches of sliced ham and cheese, then dip into a French toast batter and fry in butter or margarine till both sides of the sandwich are golden brown. Serve uh, with jelly, a tossed green salad, or tea or coffee. Serve with jelly? What? How wow. high are you? <laughs> it's, it's like, this is truly like freshman year college stone drunk shit. I had a half a bottle of Bacardi Lemon, my first blunt. Now I'm going to take a ham and cheese sandwich, deep fry it, coat it in jelly. Yeah, yeah this, this very much feels like the 50s, where everything was just deep fried with a, a side of bacon, salamied up and yeah. sautéed with butter. And Well, I wish I wish we could also show, like, again, like, show them today, like, yeah, you had a little fun with that ham sandwich. We're putting Twinkies in the same batter. We've <laughs> lost control. Yeah. <laughs> It is like when you go to the Wisconsin State Fair, you are genuinely like, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Oh, I know. You, you go to those state fairs and you go, I don't know why America has an obesity epidemic. I can't quite we, put my finger. We deep fried the carny and we're going to eat his ribs, ma'am. <laughs> we're making everything into a cheese curd. It'll be great. I deep fry. Oh, Graham, I the cheese curds that I just had. I was in um, Minneapolis, and my God, deep fried cheese curds. It really oh. is. It's still <laughs> disgusting what the Midwest is doing with food. Yeah, but I'll tell you, you get Those a deep. Are, are, are you vegetarian too, right, Graham? Yeah, but I. Do are you remember. vegan? For the most part. Uh, you like uh, you, you like wet you wanna, cheese. You like wet you cheese. If you want to divert, if you want to divert, they're just. You want you like, you like a nice bag of dripping wet cheese. Like, there's no semblance anymore of the original. Like, they're like, deep fried pizza, deep fried cheese. You're just like, should, what, what about tasting the thing? It's like, no, no, no. No. We got to deep fry gotta, it. Got to put it in a pillow of fried. Only Wisconsin, only a state in America would take cheese. The cheese curd, which is the fattest part of the of the cheese. Already bad. Not a great decision. And then deep fry it. Like, we have yeah. to. Yeah, Put it in there. no, it really is. Fried. It's just mm. the double down where they're like, well, it's pretty bad for your heart. What if we popped it in a bunch of oil? That's pretty good. What if I took my Ford F-150 and put cheese curds in the back and deep fried it and then fucked it and ate it? What if we did let's that? Drive it off, let's drive it off a ramp Dukes of Hazard style into an ocean of bubbling vegetable oil. Set it on fire and then we'll we'll watch Aaron Rodgers sniff it in his hey, Iowa. We're going to we're going to eat Graham's truck. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember the first time I went on tour in the South. I, I like, you know, those moments where you have like a photographic memory of that moment. Yeah. Like the first time I saw a giant barrel of fatback, I, I yeah. just stood there staring at it. I'm like, this is literally just a barrel of slices of fat. Yeah. That's Henry. <laughs> oh no. It's when I remember, God, I remember when I moved to LA and uh, the movie Fargo came out. And people that had in like my acting class who were only from like California or wherever, 
were like, do people really talk that way? I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they do. Like, and yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I remember telling all of the stories, like when I was in a comic, first of all, growing up in Wisconsin, then living in Chicago and doing gigs in the upper peninsula of Michigan, just driving all over and then being like, what the food choices are. And people were like, no, I go, yeah, just you wait. I'll, I'll tell you, this is another story too. When we were, I was doing, we were on the road with Doug and we were shooting a little mini like doc series about him on the road. And we were driving with a camera crew from like, we were doing like, like Minneapolis, then Madison and like Lincoln, Omaha, we were Kansas. We were driving across like the plains. And we, we had the, like the camera crew in the car and we we're like, you know, around 12, uh, around noon, you know, we'll stop for lunch. And and Doug and I go, well, hopefully we'll find like either a Chili's or a TGA Fridays or something. And the, the LA camera crew was like, oh yeah, we ain't eating there. We're like, mm, okay, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we drive through this town and there's some horrifying tavern. Then there's like a pizza place and a Kentucky fried chicken and a TGA Fridays. And we're like, yeah, there you go. There's the healthiest place in this county, right there, TGI Fridays. Yeah, I, I used to when I used to tour, uh, especially in the south. I used to call Taco Bell the California Embassy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a great Taco Bell story. I was working was when I lived in Chicago. It was a road comic. I was working in some small town way in downstate Illinois, so a good like four or five hours south of Chicago, which people start having southern accents down there. And it was doing some bowling alley lounge. Nice. And but they put us up in the hotel in the next town over because the bowling alley lounge town wasn't big enough. Um, and I remember talking to like the waitress at the at the lounge after the show. And she's like, So where are you guys staying? Oh, we're in the next town over. They got us a hotel over there. And she goes, Oh, they just opened up a Taco Bell, man. You guys are so lucky. <laughs> wow. I was like, I'm in Russia, Illinois. I mean, <laughs> I, go, I go, you know, you can get a passport and just drive the 26 <laughs> miles east to get to the big Taco Bell opening. Oh, that's where they got these new things called blue jeans. They take blue jean and they make a chalupa wrap. So you have taco for blue jean and you eat. Unbelievable. Uh, all right. We got letters to the editor. Warns Public. <laughs> editor. The United States Coast Guard has information to the United States Coast Guard. So this is a letter sure. from Dwight McClellan, officer in charge of Marine inspection. OK, so this sure. is a, the Coast Guard is writing the paper. Right. Which is great. The United States Coast Guard it's has information to the effect that a certain mattress company of Miami, which is now out of business, had in stock a quantity of heavy canvas jackets filled with cotton and quilted, which it is alleged were sold as life jackets or life preservers. Okay. Oh, wow. Good Lord. So, wow. So some guy was like, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, they're life preservers. Okay. Wait, Most uh, of our men drowned. Well, uh, well, did they button them up? What's the name of your company? We call uh, Sinkies. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we're, uh, we're under the dead weight umbrella of uh, life preservers. <laughs> It's called a lie preserver. I didn't say the F. It's a lie preserver. You got caught, John. Oh, my God. The jackets were used to protect the body of persons engaged in training dogs. 
The jackets were sold by this company to a wholesale oh. hardware company of Miami who purchased them under the presumption that they were life-saving equipment that be could be used to on board vessels. And in turn, they sold various quantities to the business houses in this zone. Wait, but are they for humans or they're, what's the dog? Element? It's for a human. They were used as to protect people from dog attacks when you're training attack dogs. That's what I thought you were saying. So the guy was like, all right, so we'll go, we're going to show you guys how to train with the, oh my God, my arm, my arm, my fingers, my face. They were like, geez, that, he, the dogs really ripped through that. No, I think that they were so thick. That the, oh, that they worked they for the dog, and so no, they they sold them as life preservers, which would just be like putting on a anchor. Yes, yeah. it's going to fill with water, get heavier, and then just I don't worry, I, help is on the way. Where'd he go? I part of me likes the idea though that when you first started reading the story, the thing that popped into my mind was there's this mattress company that goes, we got all this extra cotton mattressing. I'm just making it on yeah. life preservers. Who the hell's going to yeah. know? And they said, well, that's, yeah. that's kind of what I'm hoping this was about. Yeah. Yeah. They were, yeah. Like said so someone would return a bed and they'd be like, put it in a coat. We'll sell it to the coast. Put it in a coat. Cut it up and put it in a coat. We'll sell we it back to the this. wholesalers. They're idiots. The people down at the, the people at the docks are morons. They'll buy anything and say life preserver. We got this. I put a jacket full of old tuna cans and I I wrote life preserver on it. I'm fucking moron. Bought it and they're dumb. The public has warned that these jackets are not life preservers or buoyant. And the use in <laughs> is the that same a problem? Do you need that in a life preserver? <laughs> Buoyancy. <laughs> and the use just is reading the tag the before law. you jump in. This says non-buoyant. <laughs> yeah. And also not a life preserver. Like they really need to clarify that twice. Really, like, like really yeah. not, really not a life preserver. Yeah. This is a life preserver. It's not buoyant, but this is a life preserver. It's different than a dog jacket. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, Jack's drowning. Throw him the, they, they just throw a car tire to him. Jesus Christ, that doesn't float either. Who'd you buy this shit from? Mattress <laughs> company. Oh, okay. Ah, I thought it was going to be a weird answer. <laughs> The only life preservers permitted on vessels are stamp approved U.S. Coast Guard. Well, there sure. you go. Well, that's why you don't buy uh, your life saving ocean uh, materials from a from Leeds. I mean, <laughs> somebody somebody died, right? Yeah. Well, you gotta hope that somewhere along the way there was like a. It's like yeah, yeah. some guy just jumps in and sinks like a stone. That overcoat seemed a little bad, didn't it? I don't know. We got these life preservers at Shoe Barn. I don't know why they're not working. It doesn't make sense. I'm not to seeing me. any flaws with the plan or the purchase. No noise at Napanock. This is out of Napanock, New York. Ben Feinberg, director of the Napanock Country Club in Napanock, New York. Yeah, we know. I mean, we know. It, was anything in Napanock happening? Has, <laughs> uh, Dave, Dave, I'm sorry. Can I just jump in? Was is this in any way geographically associated with Napanock? No, why would you think that? A hunch. Uh, scrupulously observed the rules of noise abatement week recently. <laughs> noise, noise abatement, abatement week? week. There's a whole week. A week yeah. of no yeah. So hey everyone, next week we're just totally going silent. Is everyone cool with that? <laughs> what? No, we have lives and careers. Library rules for next week. Is it is it like a big promotion? Like get ready for Monk Week. It's Silent Week in Napanock. 
You will now this... take a journey inside yourself without communicating to other humans. It'll run a self-diagnostic. There's a silence parade going down Main Street in Napanock. All talking will have their tongues cut out in Napanock. This is a statewide noise abatement week. So following the so governor's... New York State. New York, New York yeah. State yeah. is... The quietest state. The one that can easily okay. be quiet. If you elect me, we will have one week where we all shut the fuck up. What the fuck you talking about? Yeah, stop it. Now shut the fuck up starting now. Everyone be fuck quiet for a you. week. All right, starting now. Quiet. Enough. It includes me. Zip it. This Why don't nice. you go fuck yourself? Stop talking, asshole. Look, we have six days, 23 hours, and 59 more minutes of this. Now silence. It's going to be unbelievable. You got it, fuckface. I'm going to shut that, the fuck someone up. Someone beat the shit out of that guy. Fuck you! Napa, knock him out! <laughs> Following the governor's statement that noise impairs human health and lowers efficiency, Feinberg said he installed muffled oh. buzzers. So this is just like superfluous noise will be silenced fully. No, it's just, it just says noise. I can't be talking. You cannot. Possibly, I mean, we're having fun, but you can't, you can't possibly get so into an office and be like, all right. So look, we're, we're New York State. Look, what if, we're done. We're done. What, talking. If, what if he just got elected? Because he he's like, it's so fucking loud here. I got to get in office. Or I what if it's can't. like he's what if he's got a huge like bribery scandal? So his so he's just like nobody talk for a week. That's the well, solution. I mean. Does this apply like so then what there's no trains going? There's nothing. Oh no. Well, you can know. push it. You can push it. Nobody with a hammer. There's no construction happening that literally, week. literally a dead week. We're talking <laughs> okay. about a, a dead so, week. So listen, I uh for no, no, not listen. Week, oh, okay. all, all all construction places we use nerf nerf nails, <laughs> nerf hammers. You're nerf allowed nails. to stack and move. That's it. That's pretty much it. All right. Feinberg says he installed muffled buzzers in each room instead of the customary bell that loudspeakers replaced the dinner gong. What? Wait. Okay. Where is this? What is this? What is this? 1810? Is this an insane asylum? What what happened? Uh, Look, look, guys, we're going to have to chill on the dinner gongs. What? You mean this implementation of this amazing instrument that lets us know when it's time to slop? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> was that a big thing in 1951 in Naganok? Was just dinner gongs? Everybody. <laughs> All right, hit the gong. The steak's ready. <laughs> Here, put the jelly on the outside of the deep fried sandwich. Hit the gong. Let them know it's time. All wore, rub- All wore rubber sold footwear. What in God's what the name? Fuck? Where is this? What is in the in the government? New York, baby. So New York, <laughs> I can't believe this is maybe working or happening. A sign would put was posted at the entrance against excessive horn blowing and a slogan of "No of noise what, at state? Napa Knock order." <laughs> All right, so, Napa Knock. So Napa. This, this is just what just what the 
And is the he the, the governor is did. just putting it under Napanok? So the governor's like, no, everywhere, do whatever you want. Napanok, we are just we have had it up to here. We are done with your bullshit, Napanok. Napanok Nap- it off. <laughs> Napanok is just saying what they did for the governor's order. We're just getting a slice of town life. From the, the craziest city on the face of the earth, where everyone yeah. fucking shit nuts. I mean, that's a documentary a of like what happens when you implement silencers on the city. Here, everyone, put your rubber on. Like that's it. Wow! Don't you care? Don't you care about the governor? You're honking your horn. No, you're right. Don't I mean, the Rockettes definitely were probably wearing rubber shoes during that week. You know, everybody yeah. took the week off. One singular sense. Yeah, it. I, but it's also having just been in New York. Let's go. I am so in. Yeah, let's yeah, go. I, yeah, it would I be I, from two to seven a.m. Everyone is like, we should back up. I I lived there for five years and I never got used to the noise. It it's oh. I, I, what I this is what here. I couldn't handle. I was I was staying in a room where again no temperature control uh, on your own. So. If it's 50 outside, it's 80 where you sleep. And then you open a window and you're just like, so I just have to like live like Tom Hanks and big. <laughs> like when he first gets to the That's city right. and he hears like shootings. I was like, OK, cool. Good options. Do you want to not sleep because of boiling heat or would you like violence? Yeah, I was there for three days in October and I was kind of like, do I need to come back to this town ever again? I mean, <laughs> Shocking. Anyone who lives in New York to me at this point, it's shocking. You know what? It's actually, it's a fun place to live in your 20s. Other than that, I don't know why anybody would live in our In our 20s. I don't know if that is still, I mean, maybe it is still kind of true. But it is now so goddamn expensive. It is out of control. There's like. When I moved there, they were just, when I moved there, they were just, just, had just cleaned up Times Square. So. Right, right. It's before Times Square became like it's like a, a 40 block like thing of just yeah. night garbage now. Yeah. yeah. Um, You take a chance. That's the headline. This like is it. a mad one, I think. Like it. Repetition of a story day in and day out kills interest. It's the same old thing. And unless those who play a part in it are well known, few people read the story. This I so this mean, a, how did this end? Up? This is just like. This guy, this is just some guy who's like, I snuck into the paper. <laughs> Don't tell anyone that I snuck in. How'd you get in here? I'm an article. No, you're not. Quiet. Take a chance, would you? I feel like the guy at the printer press had had enough. He's like, I read the same fucking thing every day, yeah. reading these stupid stories. Yeah, He's he like, puts I'm his own story in. I think Lance at the printers popped a story in the paper. Yeah. Lance that always mumbles to himself and says someday everyone's going to get it. That guy keeps saying, I'm going to show you one of these days. Yeah. Someday a real author of take a chance, (laughs) take a chance, Lance, (laughs) take a chance. Lance. 50 years ago, an automobile was as glamorous as an airplane is today. It's like anyone who starts with this, you're like, look, look, shut up. When anybody was killed in an automobile accident half a century ago, newspapers played up the story about it. But since that time, considerably more than one million people have lost their lives in automobile accidents in the U.S., accounts of most of which did not appear in newspapers. Yeah, you know, this guy's right. (laughs) 
they don't print. There's not enough paper that has a million articles about every person who died. That's true. They don't cover. Welcome, <clears throat> welcome to my new article. Nobody needs to say this. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, so, welcome to vehicular manslaughter daily. That's what today, he wanted. It, he, he wanted okay. Just, I think he's getting to the point here. Today, almost an average of 100 persons daily lose their lives in automobile accidents, and an average of more than 100 die as a result of accidents in homes. But the public hears only about a slight percentage of those fatalities. What, what, but what practically is all airplane, uh, practically all oh, okay. airplane accidents are reported. They so make what, what we newsmen. Yeah, but they're, they make they're, what they're we newsmen call good higher casualties. Shut up! I'm making okay. a point. Lance, the goddamn Lance, airplanes. Lance, particularly when the fatalities are as many as occurred off Key West in the collision of the Navy training plane and a DC-4 Cubana, a subsidiary of Pan American Airways. Okay, this is getting so really this guy, weird. It's very wow. nuts and bolts now. He's like, <laughs> now let me walk you to why I'm doing this. <laughs> My friend Ted was on a plane. So this guy's point is people die all the time yes. just because they die in a, then, just because they got killed by the garage door doesn't make it any different than when two planes collide over Key West. But what is his personal gripe? What is he saying there about the like? He's upset that there is too much talk about an accident. Why does he talk Navy about training the, plane? OK, so he's like and a we, DC and a DC four Cubana. Sure, sure. Which I'm this sure. Guy, that's probably an accident that had happened recently that dominated yeah. the news cycle down there. Yeah. For sure. Right. We and what so, we need to do is bring this guy to the CNN during the Malaysian plane uh incident. Yeah. God damn son of a bitch. They <laughs> built a set? Oh my god. I And the other thing too in his verbiage he sounds very much like the the car death thing is a cover up. Like why are they hiding that from us? Like the yeah. There's car accidents. I mean, and yeah. people it, die in their homes every day. And it's like a cup, like he doesn't, he doesn't, well, think, but again, he's just saying the reason people, he's saying, he's saying people die. The, what do you, what? Do, yeah. But the deal? reason why an airplane gets more coverage is because it's less common and it's higher fatality. So it's and like, it's yeah, you're right. A guy dies, a guy, yeah, a guy dies from a garage door. Yeah. It's nuts. But that's one guy. We're talking about like 280 right. people in one pop. Yeah, you're probably going to talk about it a little more. Yeah, no. When a when a car crashes, it's not it's not 50 dead strewn over 200 feet in an explosion. It's just yeah. A car. If a clown car crashes and it's 250, yeah. then it's like all right, okay. let's dance. Right, and they, they they the dead bodies keep coming out of the, the side like that. Jesus yeah. Christ! Uh, How many are there in there? This What's is the seven thousand clowns. Seven thousand clowns. 15,000 killed in this Mazda. What? Yeah. Every time one comes out, a dead body comes out, somebody honks and goes, burr, burr, with a uh, face. Yeah. <laughs> we were so appalled by the crash of the planes causing the death of 43 persons, we gave little thought to the fact that it was the first accident that a Cubana airliner had experienced in 17 years this of guy, service so he between wants Miami and Havana. This guy, He's what saying he want? We, I don't know what he wants. The only way the comparative percentage of deaths in automobile and airplane accidents could be determined would be to ascertain the number of cars and planes that are in operation. So he, and then he's going to go sure. through the math, which we're not going to go into this guy. Sure. This is an article that should be called shut the fuck up, Jim. Yeah. This is a little, I, I actually, I enjoy it. You know what? This is like pre Andy Rooney. 
Why are they totally... always talking? Why are they always talking about the plane crashes? People die in car accidents all the time. To me, someone dies in a car. I find that to be tragic. But planes, that's way more than trains or anything else. Let's walk through it. And also, uh, is mustard a condiment or is it an extra? <laughs> I mean, I, he was because my parents would watch 60 Minutes every week and he oh. just drove. He drove me insane. Why do oh, they put he, the orange rim around the decaf? Should a decaf just have a completely different colored pot? I was at the restaurant the other day and I asked for decaf. And when she brought it over, I said, why has it got that big orange rim? Why do they call an orange orange? Why don't they call a banana a banana or yellow? I just want to peel it and eat it. <laughs> this, if you this keep diet. it in your pocket, why is it called a handkerchief? Shouldn't you keep it inside your hand? <laughs> That's all he did. And it's it all was a, uh, forever. And people, I remember when I was growing up, I was like, who is this guy who's mostly eyebrow? And they were just yeah. like, this guy just bitches about everything. I was like, what a gig. What a gig. I wonder how this, if it. it's stationary, why is it called rock and roll? Shouldn't it be called still and roll? And if it's not rolling, <laughs> shouldn't it just be called still? Seems like the Led Zeppelins of the world have really poisoned the minds of a generation when it comes to what the action verb really is. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. For really, <sighs> Thank uh, you, Andy. You, just... I'm making a million dollars a year. Yeah. I, I work yeah. 10 wow. minutes a week on something I came up with 30 seconds before we shot it. I'm it's Andy really, Rooney. They're not made really of lace. Shouldn't they it's, be called shoe laces? Wouldn't they make more sense to call them shoe strings? Something to think about. <laughs> uh, oh, this is a story, AP story out of Ontario, California. Rooster crowing brings fine. The cock Finally. that crowed in it the It better morn... not be a knackanock. Find it, find <laughs> it. The crock that crowed. Actually, in the actually, morn... just point of, point of clarification. This actually did happen in Nackanock, and that's where the rubber chicken was invented. Graham hey, Good night, get everybody. Out, Graham. Thank you Graham, so much. Get out of the Zoom. Somehow, get out. I wouldn't put my arms up for that. I won. I just for won. Listeners. I just won the internet today. No. <laughs> the cock that crowed in the morn proved the undoing of Isabello. Uh, Pulitan of Salinas, California. He stopped at a gas station at 5.45 a.m. and a couple of passing policemen were attracted by the lusty crowing of a rooster. The officers said they found six Gamecocks in the back of Hulitan's truck. What is truck. happening? They're like, wow. He was fined $25 for illegal possession. I want to bang whatever's him. making that noise. Lusty. He was, he had, uh, it, it, he must have been coming back from cockfights. At 5.45 a.m. and they were in his truck and he was gassing up and they were crowing. So the cops stopped because a guy had roosters in his truck at 6 a.m. And they were turned out to be fighting roosters. Well, and if you're if you're going to be driving with contraband cock at 6, a, you know, you know what happens at 6 a.m. They fucking go crazy. You're like, this they, is a, you're on the clock. You you're really, on the clock you cock. really, you're on the cock if you are, if you were at cockfights, you really have to get home before the sun comes Absolutely. up. Absolutely. You're, you're, like, you're fucked. Everybody you're, you're knows like, that. all right, look, 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 we'll, we'll continue it tomorrow night. They're about to go crazy. The cops will know we're back here. <laughs> <laughs> hurry, motherfucker. Hurry, hurry, hurry. 
And that's what the 25 bucks was really like. You should have known better. You always get the cock back before sunup. You know this. You're right. How come the roosters make a noise at that time of day? Wouldn't it make more sense for their clocks to be set at 9 a.m.? Why do we turn the clocks back at all? Why is it called daylight savings when you actually lose an hour? Who who hasn't turned off the podcast at this point? (laughs) What is a podcast? It's really more of a pocket radio show. Um, okay, this is, a, this guy's a, this guy's a column called Let's Face It. Oh, boy. Let's Face I'm It I'm afraid George I've M. got Ray. bad news. The Andy Rooney voice might be coming back again. Uh, I, this guy, let's I face this guy's it. A, I think this guy's a minister. Uh, mm. the character found Shouldn't it home. be called tomato sauce? Ketchup doesn't make any sense. It's not getting away from you. You don't need to chase it. Sorry. <laughs> The character found at home always is carried over into all other areas of life. Of all places where home characters predominantly released is in the life of the church. Junior lets go of his fists and bites with his teeth because mother and daddy let him get away with it at home. Okay, so there was clearly an incident at church. Wow. And now we have Junior right the preacher. We have a minister with a, a column. Uh, now shaming the family in in public. That's Quit what trying to eat your priests. Yeah, what did the, the kid? What did the kid the, do the, in church? He was the, trying the to temper, beat him up and eat him. Yeah, the temple finds full and sweet release at church. Boy, that's a weird way to put it. But yeah, it, may, it better it, not be Catholics. But if this same temper flew the coop at the office or in school or almost anywhere else, there'd be a sentence to serve in prison. Well, if you bite in school, you don't actually go to prison. I don't know if he knows how uh, elementary schools work, but it's not a usually not a prison offense. What do you not a lot of felonies handed out in grammar school? I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) But not so in the church. Here we have democracy at its best and at its worst. We take it all out on some dear soul or third heart, the preacher, the deacon, the Sunday school teacher, or someone we know can't and wouldn't return the blows. None escapes this fault. Like the preacher who unwittingly said one Sunday morning, my subject tonight is hell. If I feel tonight like I do this morning, I'm sure I'll be full of my subject. Dude. Dude, you need to calm your shit down. Wow. This there's a there's a kid that's not behaving well at the church, and this he guy bit me. instead of he bit me. He punched like and going, bit me. This is like like going on Twitter and tweeting about you, you know, someone at work or whatever, or right. Yeah, you know, it like this is what he's doing. Everyone and, in accounting who's in a bad mood today, you need to chill out. Yeah. <laughs> it's and it's clearly not a Catholic church because the priest could beat the shit out of you in a Catholic church. So he's like, he, that's what yeah. he's mad at that. He couldn't like smack this kid is what it sounds like. Yeah. And then he feels like the kid should be getting smacked more at home. So he's calling the parents out for raising a shitty kid. Yeah. What sounds wrote like an to article me. to, yes, yeah, I think that is what yeah. exactly that's what, what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's why that's a, my parents, you know, dropped the ball on a lot of areas, but pulling us out of a uh, Catholic, uh, you know, out of Sunday school was one of the things I high-fived them for. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have an idea for a new 
a new column that I would like to write for your paper. Uh, it's called uh, uh, "Fuck My Flock," and every <laughs> week I write about one of the people in my in my church who I'll tell you what is causing. I issues. would go to this. I would go to this church. Hundred <laughs> percent. You see a kid trying to eat the priest. Just like, oh, okay. He misunderstood when you wanted him to have a piece of the body. <laughs> and then people, and then people start trying to get in the paper by just doing shit to him. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, whoever pooped in the holy water, that's not a toilet. <laughs> enough is enough. He's, uh, uh, my question too is after writing, I mean, th again, this is far less anonymous than Twitter. So he yes. put this in the town's paper. This is a small everybody, town. Everybody knows. Everyone knows, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh, Everyone that was the McKinley's kid. That was the yeah. you know like." Totally. So he's God, I wish we knew the, what the fallout from this was within the oh. like what was next Sunday's. Yeah. You know, he did a sermon about it, too. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, he wanted to do one about hell. If I had a kid and I was going to take him, I would 100 percent just name my kid Jesus. You can do that. Wouldn't be yep. this thought. You'd be like, it'd be, that's the move. I think I'm going to do. I'd it. tell anyway. the kid he's going to hell. That's what I would do. I'd say you're going to burn in hell. And then I. Yeah, they got say that something covered. nice. That's good. You're good. You're both not dads. So I'm a dad. I have two boys. Oh, coroner's jury investigating the deaths of Mr. And Mrs. Roy Ness will convene today at 4 p.m. A new angle may be uncovered this afternoon when James Oliver, assistant foreman at the Walesville Dove Hermiston Company, sure. here where Ness was employed, will testify that Ness frequently had trouble in getting his car into reverse. Should Instead Dave, of backing Dave, up, I speak for Graham and I when I say no questions so far. Instead of backing up Sunday morning at the time of the plunge into the water, the nest machine jumped forward, rolling down a flight of steps and plunged into 25 feet of water at the seawall near the Samoa Club. What? So he a drove guy a car? got into his car. A guy yeah, got into his car. He was supposed to put it into reverse, but a guy at work is like, he always put it in forward. And then he drove down stairs and and then off uh, the, the seawall and into the sea. And they died. <laughs> That seems right. kind of deliberate. That seems a little bit like 25 it, flights of stairs at some point. I think you can make you a decision can, to stop or get out. Yeah, right. You can hit the brakes, but maybe but there are some people that panic and hit the gas when they get into a for situation 20 like for, for, for But Dave, 25 sets of stairs we're talking about. But at also, some let's, point let's, you have the moment where you go, I think that's the gas. But let's let's the also, whole ordeal the, the, took 45 minutes. <laughs> There's. There is a coworker here who is literally going to testify that uh, Roy would always get in his car and instead of backing up, go forward. Mm -hmm. So this is a mm -hmm. thing that he did over sure. and over and over again. So Roy is a is a crazy man or every day he's like, this might be the day I'm going to die. Why is he on the 25th floor? Is it like a part? What is it? It's not on the 25th floor. He he plunged 25 feet off the seawall. Oh, I made up stairs. I don't know where stairs came into my vision. Well, he did. No, he did. He 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 rolled down a flight of steps oh, flight and of then stairs, off right, okay. the 25 feet. Right. Okay. And then he, he went he, down. No, he's dead. He went down. He went down like stairs that go towards the sea or something. Right. Right. Off the seawall. Okay. Yeah. All right. And he's dead. Right, Dave. Yeah, but also, you know, you could also have a seawall that doesn't like wouldn't be possible to be a ramp. What are you going to need that for? You're never going to need that. 
<laughs> You're not going to need that well, at you, any point. Hold on. Do you know Roy? You know. Yeah. Roy. Yeah. 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 No, we we might we might need the seawall up for Roy. He's all. Yeah. He's always he's always going forward when he should go back. Well, That's I'm also saying in the future, right. it's like, what do you need a seawall for? The ocean stays where the ocean oh, stays. It doesn't yeah. get angry. It doesn't move closer. Well, it doesn't get higher. It's never going to encroach. Well, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Like what, Papa? <laughs> uh, Fire chief. Uh, just something that Florida is going to be underwater in the next 15 years. Anyway, what's the next story you had? You know, Fire that chief makes warns- me believe in God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fire Chief warns public once more. Fire Chief Leroy Torres warned again today against careless disposal of cigarette stubs and the lighting of trash fires. I agree with I agree with this campaign. What an amazing time. This yeah, is when everyone no. was just throwing their cigarettes into the trash and they were catching on fire all the time. Yeah, and nobody connected the two. Like fire into like a thing full of dry paper could cause those two put together might make a bad. Just mirrors the garbage combusting a lot for no reason. Yeah. Why is the garbage so angry? Every time wow. I throw a cigarette in it, it gets all hot in the bottom. It starts yelling at me. Uh, yesterday afternoon, the fire department was called to the rear of the town hotel on Simonton Street and put out a blazing pile of trash close to buildings in the area. Torres commented that although the fire was extinguished in short order, it could have proved dangerous. He asked that the rules of safety ordinances be observed. Hey, dummies, these are flammable. (laughs) It's just amazing. It's also nice to be like, like, I like to keep the streets clean, so I put my lit cigarettes in the tinder. (laughs) Uh, Jellyfish. Nice. There are all sizes and kinds of jellyfish in the water, out of the water, around week, around Key West. If you're a local person, there is no need of telling you this. However, new residents may sometimes be injured, though careless or ignorance through careless. This is a local paper. Look, we're we're not. We can tell the citizens. You already know this, but in this local paper, let's let the world know. It's in case there's a new person. Yeah. Then okay. So one guy's like, ha. I, yeah, that's. I really want to get the target audience of this article. I want to speak yeah. to well, them. This page. It's like we have we have bears in my town. Like bears wander down here every once in a while. So that you would put in this thing. Hey, they're those big, giant hairy things. Don't feed them or walk up and try and take a picture. Okay. All the locals all right. know. All right. Don't. All right. Well, the all right, Dave. Are... So you sucked all the comedy opportunity out of this one. What's next? What's the? How do we transition? <laughs> I think we end it. I think the show's over. I think the podcast is over. Washed about by tides, they give you a queasy feeling just to look at them. Mm, not true. I wrote a feature a few months ago under the name Bill Bond. It was about oh, the potential... Finally, we figured out who Bill Bond was. That's so weird. Why would you, I guess... So <laughs> I've been writing a it? lot of articles under different names. I'm ghostwriting was... a lot of this paper. This is what, again, there's three guys running this whole paper. So they just yeah. want to make it seem like they have this big newsroom. So they all have like outing himself. <laughs> I Bill Bond. Uh, it was about the potential local dangers. And this is in parentheses. Seems like that is all I ever write about. Wow. <laughs> hey, buddy, we don't need the inner <laughs> monologue. It's seems like so much going on. The, Jesus Christ. Somebody's Kathy one. left. Kathy left. Yeah, I feel like this guy's going through a tough time and he's just, this is like a, a, a midnight letter 
after a divorce or something like that in the dark. I've been siphoning gas out of my neighbor's car. You know, just what's the point of any of it anyway, if you think about it? Maybe fire solves everything. The jellyfish seem to understand things. All right, put it to print, Bob. Thanks, pal. (laughs) Civilization's an unsolvable puzzle. We're merely pieces in a game that you can't win. Hey, uh, John, the article went a little weird there, huh? <laughs> you can't win anyway. Game stacked against you. With uh, new residents arriving, it might be well to keep these people informed. I'll try to revise and bring the story up to date. <laughs> Great. Good stuff. So what are you giving yourself notes in your article? God. <laughs> what? It's like, it's like in a movie, a character having a line like, this is bad dialogue. We'll fix it later. I feel like there's a sign in the newsroom that hangs out that just says, First drafts only. Like, we're just yeah. going to publish first drafts. No, <laughs> yeah. no writing, no editing. Don't forget, peel back the curtain. Let him in on the process. Hey, you know how you mumble to yourself all the time? We were thinking that would be a great article in the paper. Yeah, just get a dictaphone. <laughs> That's it. The Key West first draft. <laughs> Dagwood t- party. Sorry. We, we take great oh, wow. pride in the fact that we've never once hired an editor at this newspaper. <laughs> No, here's the thing. Our paper, very different. You get you get the story and the internal monologue of the writer at the same time. Can I get a copy of the Sunday typo? (laughs) (laughs) The the daily alcoholic rant from our journalists. Can we have that? (laughs) Dagwood party held at YMCA. Servicemen were treated to plenty of free chow at a Dagwood party held at the YMCA last night. In keeping with habits of the comic strip character, the men made super duper triple deck sandwiches and piled high with all the stuffings necessary for a real Dagwood special. Wow. A sandwich party. Wow. I mean, Ah. it's funny if if anyone's like, oh, these kids today with their cosplays and their no, people have always been dumb. They were just dumb yeah. about different things, like a dead yeah, right. party, sandwich porn. <laughs> yeah, sandwich porn. Uh, one more, David. Okay, one more. All right. Uh, test of honesty cost bank a hundred and twelve dollars. A bank in Atlanta, Georgia, depending Imagine on public this time. On- a bank in Atlanta, Georgia, depending upon public honesty, recently put a large fishbowl of coins in the lobby and invited customers to make their own change. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking morons. They don't, this is, so this is before they knew our character. This is like this is like take a penny, leave a penny on steroids. This is we invite everyone to make our own change right here. Why is it empty? How did it get empty so fast? Where did it go? There was a bunch of money in where the hell's the money? God damn yeah. it. And the bank going, Oh, our community loves us. No one's gonna be bitter that they got screwed over by the yeah. bank and they want to take more out of it. No, that'll be that'll never happen here. That's interesting, isn't it? Um after trying the experiment for five weeks and losing oh, five weeks they did this for five weeks. Yeah. They were five like, they'll weeks. get sick of it. They'll get sick of it. They'll get, they'll uh, come around. They'll start to, under- I think a lot of them just didn't understand what we wanted for a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, and losing $112 in the last two. Wow. So they, in two weeks, f- that's five days. That's yeah. five days a week back then. Only nine to probably three. They lost 
50 no yeah 57 dollars 56 yeah 56 dollars a week so five ten dollars a day eleven dollars a day right yeah i mean yeah every day uh, the the bank was reverted did they to the did ancient... they did they take it all again yeah yeah they took it all again. <laughs> that's not Try it's... tomorrow we'll do, again we we'll, 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 we'll just do it a couple more weeks the bank is now scrapping its uh, take any key for the safety deposit box vault. <laughs> <laughs> how the bank now <laughs> abandoning their how much is your check honestly worth policy? <laughs> Write your own monthly statement. Those programs. <laughs> how much won't... money do you remember having in your account? <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, the new program, Mortgage Smortgage, where you don't have to pay it anymore if you don't want, but we're going to hope you do the right thing. Do you promise you own it? <laughs> oh, that's kind of what they did in the uh, housing crisis. Okay. Except, right, the, except the reverse. Except yeah, the reverse. I was just going to say, it's a reverse yeah, no, mortgage. We own it. No, that. no, we own the house. What do you mean? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, we, we found this paperwork? But the good um, thing about the housing crisis is, is Obama passed all these great pieces of legislation, so it's not like it's about to happen in the next three to nine months. It's over. <laughs> we fixed it. Next. Uh, okay, so uh, the banquet was reverted to the ancient and honorable custom of counting its coins in connection with the art of making change. Do you promise you're the founder of this bank? Do you know how much it's worth in today's money? If you did so, one hundred and twelve. Uh, oh no, that's that's sorry. I'll do that. Let me do that. How much do you think it is? What, what do you guys think it is? In today's Not that money? different. I mean, I would say I don't know, maybe five to seven hundred. I'd say it's closer to like five to seven grand. It is four thousand six hundred and fifty-three dollars. <laughs> I mean. Every, oh. day. every day, no, no, that's every over, day, that's over the whole. That's over the whole time. Over the seven oh, the whole weeks. time. Okay, okay. Not, yeah, but still, okay. five grand over seven weeks because you're putting money in a fishbowl. It's great. That's Holy just shit. about a grand. Expecting, expecting people to be like, why don't people want to be good to banks? That's just <laughs> under a grand a week. So you're yeah. talking about just under two hundred and fifty dollars a day. People are just going in today's dollars. Yeah, just like, why do you go to the bank again, Ted? I've just, I've been taking about a hundred dollars out of it every day. They yeah. got these. Got this is an idiot bank. Oh my god, it's sir, sir, did you put money in there when you took it out? Hey, fuck you! I'm allowed to do what I want. No, you're right. Just, I think I. It's like you're coming in here every day, just stuffing your pockets. I mean, spiritually, I put, I put more in than I took out. I mean, so <laughs> yeah. I Hey, I oh. put uh, I t I took out thirty dollars, but I put some Christ in there. So, <laughs> yeah, I can. There's way it. more Christ in that bowl than money. I put in a nickel and I took out seventy five. Great policy, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a real jerk. A lot of our customers you know are real jerks. I bet what happened was the first couple of weeks it was like you know they were losing like a dollar or two, but then all all the like hobos yeah, in the then area they got were cocky. like, "This is amazing." Hey, uh, I took it all out and then I I took it all out and then I pooped in it. You guys are morons. <laughs> this guy's really I'm not loving the customer base. I bet you even like the first week and a half, they probably the bank made a little money. Went, hey, this is we got to keep this going. And then the word got yeah. around town. This bank is a bunch of morons. So just take whatever you can get out of these idiots. And the... yeah, it's empty yeah. again. What's that piece of paper at the bottom? <laughs>
some guy just drew a middle finger. Right. Yeah. You know what? You I'm guys really foreclosed not. on my house. Thanks for the fucking $73 in quarters, sucko. It's just, like, it's just a goldfish bowl for change, sir. This isn't, we don't need your life story. Now, how much life savings did you say you had? Uh, Graham, thank you for joining us and winning the pastimes this week. Uh, your special manifested on the All Things Comedy YouTube page. Um, you're a fighter. You're a lover. Go ahead, Yeah, Dave. you are a fighter. Uh, I was going to say the median house price in Florida in 1950 was $6,600. So almost the price of a house. They lost the price of a house in a bowl of change. <laughs> I mean, there's so much numerical contortion going on there. My brain almost can't process it. Um, but thank you, Graham. Everyone go uh, watch Graham's special because Graham's hilarious yeah. and uh, a very uh, great political mind, if I do say so. Thanks and, for having me. Yeah, wish, him, wish him luck with his in his battle with the sea. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he will best Poseidon if any of us will. <laughs> Some of these days you'll miss me, honey.